Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, a ministry of Sin Church. This is a podcast dedicated to taking all that information you got all up in your brain and giving you real practical application. Hello and welcome to Practically Christian Podcast. Why are you making that face? Why is it going into the red? Because I'm is loud. Isn't that bad? Can I not fix that in editing? Hello. I don't know Sorry. why I sounded British on that, though. Can, Can I, I not fix, fix that in editing? editing? I don't know. Maybe it made, made you feel like you were... Smarter. Yeah. Than what you be. Because every documentary you ever watch... The smart people are British. Well, the narrator and... Right. And then the penguin jumps off the iceberg. And it just makes me feel like I'm learning something. I agree. And granted, if they talk like me, I'd probably be like... Mm. <laughs> I don't think that's a penguin. <laughs> Bro, that's not even an iceberg. <laughs> like <laughs> That's sand. Anyway, welcome ah. to another episode of Practically Christian Podcast. Where you can feel secure that we know what we're talking about. Regardless of what I sound like. <laughs> but if it helps, I could do the whole please podcast don't. like this. Okay, you sounded like... You know what? If you want me to do that, hit no, me up on Facebook. Don't. No, He sounded British and Australian and Sanford all at the same time. You can hit me up on Facebook. You can email me at josh at... Sent.church. You don't even know your email address. I do. I do. If I talk like this, I would know all of my Again, email addresses. Sound Australian, not British. You don't just Okay, well, you know accent. Australia was founded by England. Please it was a penal continue. colony. Please just continue. I'm just saying. Just saying. Technically, we were kind of founded by, oh, well, oh my gosh. not both of us, because some of us didn't come from this country. <laughs> we're, we're back on that one. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I was born in New York, and Josh had... An... Nope, nope. There's a long story behind that, but it was funny. And someone asked me if I had my green card to live here. That's the gist of the story. Let's make a long story short. I guess it really wasn't as long as I thought it was. No, it really wasn't. Mm-mm. But I have some really, really exciting news, and I don't even know if Debbie knows this news. I never know what he's going to say. It's not confession time again, although I, people seem to like the confession time that I throw away our dishes if I'm too lazy to wash them. Which makes perfect sense, and that's why I was at Target tonight picking up plastic th- items to put your food in for lunch. And by plastic, you mean more than baggies? Yes. Okay. More than just throwing some stuff in some baggies. Instead of me rambling on and on and on at the beginning of every podcast episode with, oh, oh go check us out at, you know, Scent Church Volusia on Facebook and mm-hmm. this on Twitter and this on this and, and then go over to Scent.Church mm-hmm. from now on. Mm. All you have to do is type in practicallychristianpodcast.com. Woo! It will take you straight to our link at Scent.Church. That's exciting. And from there, you can explore the vast array of things offered. What's offered? Or do they have to go click and find out? I want out? you to go find out. I'm going to find out. Screenshot it know. and put it in the comments or something. That's a good idea. Okay. But anyway, that is extremely exciting. Thank you, Pastor Dan, for getting that up and going. Thank you. I love that we can just say... Head over to practicallychristianpodcast.com. Is it Practically Christian Podcast or Practically Christian? It is practicallychristianpodcast.com. How do you spell that? Don't do it. I'm just T-H-A-T? kidding. T-H-A-T? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, that, that was, yeah, okay. I got it. Mm-hmm. You're hilarious. Thought you were trying to trick me with those questions. How do you spell that? Anyway, 
So now that we have only one website, I am sure we will start trending any minute oh, now. Oh, hashtag practically Christian. We are not starting with the hashtags again. <laughs> Debbie seriously gave me a birthday card with a hashtag in it. I wrote the hashtag in it. And do you know what it said? Let me tell you what it said. Hashtag almost 40. Except one of us is closer to 40 than the other. And I'm pretty sure it ain't me. I'm embracing it. I look good for my age. Well, that's an objective opinion. <laughs> I think you look beautiful, baby. Thank you. I was going to say, you better... I have no problem saying that in front of everybody listening, Mom. <laughs> Just keep going. But we're going to start trending any minute now. <laughs> right now. I'm and... just waiting on the update. Like, I'm looking at my phone, waiting to 25,000 see... 25,000 just blew up. Like Practically Christian Podcast. But what I really meant to say is we are trying to shift directions with the podcast and move into topics that are broader in effect culture. More broad. More broad. Well, However yeah. you want to say it. I've heard it both ways. Tomato, tomato. So as I was researching for this episode Ooh, I love and, that you and were looking through some trending topics, oh boy. all I saw was a bunch of noise. Like, I'm looking through these trending articles, and I'm like, really, this is what gets attention? Yep. And and a lot of what I think people should be talking about, no They're one's not. really talking about. Nope. Um, but I did find this one article, and I thought it looked interesting, and it was one of, like, the dozens of articles I looked through, but it was about a sweatshirt that is being printed by some company named Revolve, saying how fat is not beautiful... It is an excuse. Okay. And like people were killing this article. Like they were like, who, how dare you make a sweatshirt? And, and I read the article and I thought to myself, this is ridiculous. Like this is terrible. That that's what people are fighting over? Not just that people are fighting. Why would you make a shirt like that? Like you are going out of your way to offend people. But look how much attention this person has. Oh, absolutely. Look how much traffic they're getting to their... Good or bad. It doesn't matter. People just want attention. But as I thought about it more and more, it reminded me of a conversation that came up in in class the other day in in one of the classes I teach. Okay. Um, And the question was asked, how come Americans expect everyone to speak English or say things like, you're in America, you need to speak English? Mm. And, and it went into a whole lot of other things, and then it went into how people have the right to speak whatever language they want in America, and then it quickly went into what rights we have, and then all of a sudden we're talking about racism. Wow. And, that escalated quickly. Right? And, and there was a lot in this discussion, and all were great trending topics that we could discuss, But what I really want to discuss is the concept that was brought forth about moral relativism. Wow, that's a big word for you. I have been practicing all week. (laughs) You didn't even ask me for help. I have been practicing all week. Google Translate, just play, play, play. play. Relativism. Um, And I'm going to, come on. It's a long podcast. I got a lot of time to make up for. Oh, boy. See, we believe we can exist here in America because of our freedoms. Mm Mm-hmm. But then we get mad when that doesn't exist. In in what sense? Now, we've done a podcast on Are You Ever Really Free? Okay. Um, and and no. the answer is no. But I have talked with many Christians who would claim that this exists. Okay. 
But then I have to remind them that the Bible says moral relativism. See, told you.、Rel- I said it right once. Good job. Moral relativism、mm-hmm. cannot exist. Right. But why? Because the concept behind it is this: is I can decide for myself what is right and wrong. Your own moral relativism. Okay. They could think of easier words to say this stuff. Standard. No. Because it's not a standard.、It's, Gauge. It, I mean, I, yeah, I guess you could call it a standard. But what the the main thrust behind it is is every person can decide for themselves what is right and wrong. Okay. And and values can be shifted from person to person, you know, because your family upbringing or your education or your race or your culture, your culture or whatever, your friends, your school, your environment, like, everything, nature, nurture, all that stuff. And there's many, 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 many flaws with this type of thinking,、yes, and, and the major one is Jesus says in John fourteen six, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me." Right. So, in other words, <clears throat> if you believe in Jesus, if you believe in Scripture, if you believe in the Bible, believe in Jesus and believe Jesus, you have to say that Jesus is the only truth. Right. And that has a lot of weight, and I don't think people understand that. No, I like、on. I think people go, "Well, I believe in Jesus." Well, Jesus says, "If you believe in me, if you love me, you will keep my commandments." So, like, I get you're saying you believe in Jesus, but Jesus is saying, "If you love me, you will keep my commandments." What、right. are the commandments of Jesus? There's a lot. Are of them, you、right? asking me? Well, I mean, you can go、oh. in. I mean, you shall not covet your neighbor. Of all, of all the commandments, like why is that the first one you go to? I don't to? know.、Um, What about you should have no other gods before me? Shall not steal. Shall not kill. See, you go right to the moral ones, and and I think that's interesting. And and we're not going to get into it because, like, I mean, for those of you listening, like my brain works a little different according to Debbie. But I, it just makes me like sit here and go, wow, that's interesting. Could I go to the like, worst of the worst? Not necessarily the worst of the worst, because I don't think any one is any worse than other. Well, outside, well, just keep going. There's not one worse than the other. I mean, one sin's not more worse than the other one. Not、um, more worse. Is that not how you say it? I said not more worse. Right. That. Worse, sir. Just, just, <laughs> just stop. But anyway,、yes. you know, in the eyes of God, stealing a five cent piece of bubble gum and killing someone. Are both falling short of the glory is, of God, right? Which is hard to wrap our head around. Romans three twenty three, right?、Um, but if we sit here and go, yes, I believe Jesus is who He said He is, and did what He said He did, and、right. I have placed my faith and trust in Him, and I follow after Him, and I am a Christian, then we have to understand that that concept and moral relativism cannot exist in the same camp. Camp, right? Like you can't, on one hand, decide what is right and wrong, and on the same hand, go. Jesus said he is the truth, right? Because then you're making up your own truth, right? There has to be absolute truth. You have to have a standard. If, if you were saying Jesus is who he said he was and did what he said he did, you have to have absolute truth because Jesus says he is absolute truth, right? So, with this statement in mind, if we look at another book in the Bible, if we look at the book of Judges, and we see in Judges twenty one twenty five. The last verse of the book of Judges it says, "And there was no king in Israel in those days, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes." Now, if that sounds familiar, 
It should. It's what we do right now. <clears throat> right. It's the day and age we live in, everyone. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone gets to decide what is right and wrong. Well, that's my truth. <laughs> Hashtag my truth. Seriously, it's true. Well, you weren't picking it up. I was just saying. But if you look at the book of Judges, what's happening is is, is what we call the cycle of sin. And, and the people are rebelling against God and living like there is no God. Then they find themselves enslaved by another country, mm-hmm. and then they cry out and go, God, we need your help, and God raises up a judge, whether it's Gideon or Deborah, Deborah. or Samson, or, or many, I mean, those are the, the three that most people are going to be familiar with. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then they overthrow this country somehow, some way. The people repent. They come back to God. There's a period of peace, and, they and then they all over again. Which is still going on. This is the definition, however, that last verse, there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. That is the definition of moral relativism. Insanity. We have no king and everyone does what is right in their own eyes. In fact, it is because of moral relativism that Israel wants a king because they want to be like all the other nations. They want someone to come in and give them rules to live by. But then they want to complain about those rules, too. Right. This describes the current state of our culture, of our country, perfectly. Mm-hmm. We elect officials who, want, who we want to come in and make clear boundaries, define what is right and wrong, and then we want to complain about everything they do. We do this because there is no fear of God before our eyes. Mm-hmm. Romans 3. We do this because we do not believe in absolute truth like Jesus says he is. We do, ooh, excuse me. We do this because everyone does what is right in their own eyes. That's why I get so frustrated when I'm talking to someone and we're talking about a passage of scripture mm-hmm. and maybe they're like, well, I interpret this as, I'm sorry, nope. but, and I'm not saying uh, like, like, please don't hear arrogance with this. What I am saying, though, is there's not – you can't get multiple interpretations of the same thing. Well, it's like <clears> – <throat> I was talking to someone the other day, and they didn't know that Paul had written letters to different churches, the church, you know, at Ephesus and Corinth and Philippi. And I was – we were talking about how when he wrote those letters, there was a specific reason he wrote it, and he wrote it for a situation that was going on at the time – and while we can have a secondary application to it and apply it to our lives now, he didn't write it to us for us. He wrote it for that specific reason. Right. And I tell the kids in class all the time, you are not David. Your problems are not Goliath. Nope. David is a real person. Goliath is a real person. Yep. But we do this because we don't want people having control. We don't want anyone having control over us, including, including Jesus. Including God, right. We are masters of our own destinies. (laughs) We do this because we do not understand that we are either slaves to sin or slaves to Christ. Amen. Those are the only two teams we can be on. Right. There is no, I'm on my own team. Nope. Like you are shirts or skins. That's it. (laughs) Okay. The reason I say that is I forget you didn't like grow up playing sports the way I did. So sometimes you need to find out like who was on whose team. You didn't remember everybody on your team, so one team would be shirts and the other team would be skins. Okay, I, I get the I get the point behind it. I just <laughs> I just thought of something from like the nineteen forties and a fight in the street. It wasn't the Jets My, and the Sharks. I was just saying. 
The problem with moral relativism is it isn't a problem with with my morals until my morals conflict your morals. Then this turns into a fight because my view is in conflict with your view. Right. And we have no absolute ground to stand on. And this can happen between two Christ claimers. I mean, you could be standing saying you're cheering for the same team and then you're fighting on opposite sides because you both or one of you don't understand what the gospel really says. Not that I completely do because I don't. But I think if you submit to what scripture says, you're going to behave differently towards that person that you feel is being combative towards you. Well, here's the illustration I came up with. Okay. For all of our listeners out there, they might not know that there's like 97 days left, 98 days, something like that, left until Christmas. So we're getting to that place where Christmas decorations are going to start going up. Oh, boy. Now, however... Who is more important? Can I put up anything I want? What if I put up something that offends someone? Everything offends someone. Should I have to take it down? Like if I put up something that offends someone, should I have to take it down? No. You know, and and it all comes down to moral relativism. Right. If morals are relative, if morals aren't based on any kind of absolute, then I really have no rights once I offend someone. If I offend you, now my rights don't matter because you're offended and we have no absolute to stand on, then there's no basis to judge what is right and wrong. Right. So nothing is right, nor is anything wrong. Uh Therefore, everything is right and nothing is wrong. Right, right. The problem then is what is right and wrong? Like, how do you define that? Because if everything is relative to the person, it, you can't define right. that. What's right for me could be wrong for you and vice right. versa. And right. it becomes a very abstract way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's doing what is right in their own eyes. Right. Why is it okay for some people to do things, but not all people? Right. You know, and again, this is in stark difference to what the Bible says. You know, going back to John fourteen six, Jesus is clearly saying there is truth. Mm-hmm. And then, like I talked about in in John 15, he goes, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Not I'd like you to, or I'm I'm suggesting you to, you will keep the commandments. And and really, in all honesty, (laughs) no one will, you know, because a lawyer tried to trick Jesus. (laughs) Of course, it was a lawyer. And he goes, hey, what's the greatest commandment, Jesus? Jesus's commandments and Jesus himself says this come down to love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul and love others as yourself. Mm. And and if you do these two things, you'll keep every commandment I have given you. Right. You know, and I sit here and go, wow. And that's why I was bringing that up with the Ten Commandments because like, anyway, anyway, we're not getting into that right now. I'm running out of time anyway. See, the problem comes when we go, well, what if they don't love me back? Doesn't matter. He didn't say love them if they love you back. What if I give them them. my best and they screw me over? I had a whole conversation with a room full of six-year-olds about that today. Well, it seems like Jesus already answered that as he was hanging there dying on a cross for the payment for our sin. Right. We didn't love him. He didn't go, oh, well, I'm going to do this and everybody's going to see how awesome I am and everybody's going to come believe in me. And he wasn't vying for our attention. See, love isn't dependent. It's dependent on nothing. Right. Love is a verb. It is something we do. It isn't something we feel. Yes. And it doesn't matter if they love you back. Right. Like if your wife doesn't love you back, if your husband doesn't love you back, if 
if your kids don't love you back, if you're if you don't love your kids back, what do you do? It's not oh I fell out of love because it's not a feeling. It's not something you say. It's something you do. Right. So we can stand on truth and love others at the same time. Right. We can understand that not everyone is where we are. We can weep with those who weep. We can rejoice with those who rejoice. There is right and there is wrong. Right. But unfortunately, ever since man first sinned in the garden, Mm -hmm. the reason they sinned is because they wanted to be like God. You can go back and read Genesis 3 if you don't believe me. But the reason they eat the apple is because the, the serpent tricked them into believing that if you do this, if you can know right from wrong, then you will be like God. And we've been trying to do that ever since. Right. Playing this game over and over and over. We've been trying ever since to define what is right and wrong. However, what we need to understand is only God can decide that, and he already has. Mm-hmm. So this week, I challenge you to take a stand. Don't condemn people with where you stand, but seek to understand the truth. Seek for them to understand the truth that you stand on. God didn't condemn us, and therefore, that shouldn't be the, our stance. Don't just look at people saying, if this offends you, too bad. Look okay. at them with the same compassion Jesus <coughs> looks at us and plead with them to see why truth has already been set. Right. So until next week, head over to practicallychristianpodcast.com. That's exciting. And we can't wait to talk to you again. Bye, Love guys. you. Thank you for listening to Practically Christian Podcast. Please rate, comment, and share because we cannot do this without all of your love and support. For more information, go to sent.church. Until next week, keep running the race set before you, and we love you.